want to talk to someone about it we need to talk to someone we about need to Louis. talk to someone about Louis. <laughs> mary kate did you know that hammer barn still opens in a shutdown <laughs> it is an essential service i'm positive <laughs> it is absolutely essential i can't believe there was ever debate which has been swirling this week about whether the uh secret true identity of hammer barn bunnings would be open or not but yeah, it's open. And of course it is. Like the healers might need a pizza oven at any moment. Or some paint chips, you know, because there's a world of possibility with paint chips. We all need paint chips at any moment, man. I've been seeing a lot as as Australia just gradually sort of gets more and more locked down in this horror, disaster, crisis, weirdness Um yeah, I'm seeing a lot of inspirational play advice on the socials and I think all of them could be boosted by just some paint chips, I reckon. <laughs> we have to um, thank the team at Ludo because uh, they've actually gone down into shutdown too. Um, yeah. yeah. All over the socials this week because um, we follow as many of the staff members from Ludo as we can find in a non-stalkery way. Um, but- <laughs> But they're all working from home now. So um, the beautiful studio that we visited in uh, July last year um, looks pretty empty at the moment. And uh, you can really tell that how close-knit the bunch are because they're all really upset about having to not see each other for the indeterminable future. Um, but, you know, I, I just want to say, Ludo, you are saving my bacon every day at the moment. <laughs> We've been in lockdown for uh, over a week now and uh, because Olivia has a lower immunity and it buys me minimum an hour of peace just going through the new episodes every day. The novelty oh, is still there. So it is a godsend God. here as well. Um, and I reckon this episode in particular brings a lot, you know, obviously – uh, it would have been made well before any of this disaster descended, but I feel like it brings a lot of good um, messaging for the disaster. Tell me what sort of messaging your takeaway was. <laughs> I'm again going to come back to mums and dads and affairs. <laughs> so <laughs> just put it out there. Well, okay. I, I didn't go in that direction, but um, <laughs> but I did think there was a lot of like really that kind of old timey sage advice. Like we were hearing, you know, from Bandit that nothing lasts forever, that the grass is always greener, like kind of those really old fashioned kind of proverbs, which I think everyone's telling themselves a bit in the current situation. But I reckon Chile had the absolute philosophy for the ages. This is what happens when you aren't happy with what you've got someone's husband eventually gets it (laughs) (laughs) always gets it always (laughs) so yeah that was uh that was my big takeaway things could be worse nothing lasts forever we are going to get through this and yeah just don't do anything that will make someone's husband get it (laughs) (laughs) i think um yeah especially at the moment there's been a lot of debate as to whether the lockdown um which we're seeing occur all around the globe 
is going to result in more babies in nine months' time <laughs> or more divorces. So, you know, um, whether you're a Gerald or a, oh, sorry, Hecubus, is it? Hecuba, I think. And yeah, Hecuba. Gerald. Hecuba, sorry. Um, in a return performance. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, whether you're a Gerald or a, a Hecuba, uh, yeah, all bases covered in coronavirus. <laughs> COVID-19 states so oh my gosh um so yeah what what were the big messages you took from this one Kate well I think um uh getting a new pizza oven (laughs) 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 um no I I think um Chili's line you know we're always used to seeing Chili delivering the really timely well-delivered and thought-through message to the kids. So, for example, in camping, she really picks a moment well to sort of say about how special people come into our lives. This one, she was sort of saying, you just can't get new stuff all the time because stuff costs money. And then she had to turn that around within about 10 seconds. You can't just get new stuff all the time. Why not? Because stuff costs money. There's no magical place where everything's just free. Billy, look! I thought, yeah, good advice, Chili, but I wondered if the advice was more for herself than anything because, again, Ludo obviously didn't know what was coming with this weird new world we've inherited, but um, I feel like Chili Healer is single-handedly just trying to jumpstart the failing economy in this episode with what she's like. Like, what does she say? Can't have too many of these. And these are garden gnomes. Like, as she's filling that trolley, I'm just going, Chili, like, calm down. You do not need any of this stuff. There were a lot of plants and she propagates a lot of plants. So, you know, like maybe Man. didn't need quite so many greens, but um, I wonder if, yeah, she did end up paying for that broken garden gnome or not. So. <laughs> they do kind of gloss over that, which, um, yeah, it's always hard to know what to do in that situation unless obviously you're bandit and you just disown and deny. So how many BTUs has this one got? It's probably another bluey. <laughs> Actually, there's a real theme of uh, sort of disowning family members in this new season when he's like kind of encourages the kids to walk away from dancing chili as well. But yeah, I, I don't know how that played out, but we had a situation in a supermarket the other day where I'd taken the kids shopping after daycare and had done the check at daycare. Hey, Bond, you need to go to the toilet. Um this story does not end well. I'll oh, give you a spoiler. I'm just waiting for it. Oh, I'm just waiting for it but, to drop. Yeah, so he was he was even sitting in the trolley and then there's kind of just a an ocean oh. appears behind us. And, you know, I wasn't carrying a mop with me. Like I I did sort of alert apologetically. Do. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, what can you do in that situation? Like, it's, you know. know, like all the wipes in the world are not going to clean it up, you know, even if you did have that amount of stash in your handbag. So, yeah, I, yeah, I had to very shamefacedly just alert a guy and he did not look impressed but did oh. have a mop. Um, at least, I guess, oh, a broken garden husband is an easier clean. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is in Australia at the moment, you couldn't have even just like ducked to the toilet paper aisle and ripped over yeah. the packet of 
like wipes or paper or even paper towels. Which yeah, is all gone yeah. with the panic buyers at the moment. So. Uh. Oh, oh, no. Um, no. But, yeah, we didn't – yeah, thanks for nothing, Bluey. We still don't have the kind of the how-to of how to deal with that situation where your kid <laughs> just creates a disaster in a shop. So, yeah, we'll have to have to hope that's still coming in the Season 2 episode. <gasps> ah, that's no good. This house is falling apart. Well, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, I guess. It's just got character. A couple of takeaways from me from this episode, and one of them was, um, yeah, why didn't they get guttering? Because obviously that was the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But uh, I do agree with you in that Chili, um, that to me sort of was a lovely shift watching her evolution throughout this episode. It was almost like, you know, we're so used to these subtle messages coming through being directed at the kids, but it was like Chili was absorbing these messages for herself which, um, you know, as an adult, and there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment, but, uh, yeah, that whole overarching gratitude for the things that you have and being satisfied, even though things are a bit bodgy, um, yeah, I think that was a really nice sort of takeaway. Yeah. Even nicer than a fresh pineapple pizza. Oh, my goodness. What is it? This is amazing. Um, after lockdown, though, surely we're all going to have Mari Kondo perfect houses and amazing backyards because <laughs> we're all going to be stuck in our homes going, you know what, I've been looking at that cornice for, for like 20 years and I, I, this is the time. I'm going to do that job that's been waiting for this long. I've got nothing better to do with my time. So You know, the, the big um, I've got nothing to better to do with my time that I'm hearing a lot of at the moment, apparently oh, there's yeah. been a run on chickens, like people are panic buying chickens. You can't oh, get one at this. the moment if you wanted to install a coop, uh, at least in <laughs> Melbourne. Um, my little sister's had a coop in her backyard for quite a few months and finally we went to get the chickens and like, nah, they're gone. So I'm I'm sure, you know, more chickens will emerge, but yeah, that's been, that's been the big DIY project (laughs) in the past week in Melbourne. Oh yeah. Uh, I would love to have chickens in the backyard, but I just don't think we could do it. Do you reckon you could have chickens at your joint? Uh, I don't know. I think like I would love to. My mum and dad had chickens um, up until fairly recently. Bon actually calls them Chook's Pa and Chook's Grandma because that was like the big appeal of going to their house was um, running after the Chooks and then being terrified when they sort of came at you. But uh, (laughs) the Chooks uh, met a fox. Oh. And uh, it didn't go down well. Uh, they, yeah, they are poor Hecubars now as well. So, oh no. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of the responsibility and the the threats that face a backyard chickens are kind of a bit overwhelming. But yeah, one day, one day one we'll day. be brave enough to take on the foxes and get chooks. <laughs> Perhaps we could call them Hecubar and Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could. Hey, no fair. I want a husband too. Yes, yes, here you go. Same as Bingo. <laughs> hello, husband. Hello, my name is Hecuba. Oh, hello, Hecuba. My name's Gerald. Um, hey, Mary, going into this episode, I did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, yeah? About Bunnings, because our international 
um, listeners, some of them may or may not be familiar with Bunnings in general, but uh, in short, it's a it's a chain of Australian hardware stores and they're very known for having uh, sausage sizzles uh, by community groups. Unfortunately, that's been shut down with the lockdown oh, too. So but, sad because, man, they, like, you know, obviously they had to be shut down, but they are a license to print money. Like I've, I've uh, manned a few of those and, you know, it's only probably – I don't know what the going rate is even. It's been a few years since I've done it, but maybe like a sausage or something. Yeah, $2.50, yeah. $3 a sausage. And um, yeah, they just walk out the door. As you see in this episode, like every kid. Yeah, but um, you know, the, the toffee apple guy from the market who you see walking through, like um, our bulldog friend, um, mm-hmm. he had two in hand and they were clearly both for him. And I was just like, <laughs> good man. That's yep. how you sausage at Bunnings. That is supporting um, the community right there. <laughs> absolutely. But um, what uh, some of our British fans may know Bunnings for is uh, basically how they wrote off $1 billion trying to enter the British market. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so, Always good. Yeah. I so can't, like, did they not sell the sausages? Like, I don't understand what didn't work. Yeah, well, this is what West Farmers, um, who are the parent company for Bunnings, just didn't bank on. So in 2016, um, West Farmers uh, chose to buy a brand uh, called Homebase, I think it is, in the UK. And they were kind of more known for being like a bit more of a girly uh, hardware store at that time <laughs> uh, with like Laura Ashley pillows and mood boards and things like that. Anyway, it does they not took scream 20- hardware to me, but sure. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but um, they rebranded 24 of their stores as Bunnings and uh, exactly as they are in uh, Australia. So, you know, like basically if you haven't been to one before, it's a bit like the depressing warehouse area in Ikea where you've got the big tall like industrial sort of shelves and just stuff. Yeah, um, it is like that actually. Yeah, and like it is also know, very much like a hammer barn, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> like, is there like is not a, a better barn. description. Um, you've got racks and racks, like you know, I love that joke uh, about aisle three hundred. Go past the back grass yeah. if you hit the flamingos, <laughs> you've gone too far because they have literally anything that you can think of for your house and garden needs under one roof. They're amazing, but yeah, this was an absolute disaster for the British market, and uh, they ended up set- offloading. Uh, their huge investment for one pound uh, in the end. <laughs> a billion Two years later. down to one. Right. Yeah, oh, my they God. They pretty much wrote <laughs> off a billion dollars. It was considered the worst takeover in British history. Oh, so, my gosh. I know. Even the golden goose can have its failings. Man, they needed more sausages and they needed Chili Healer to come through, clearly. Well, so they had the sausages. I don't understand what went wrong. So. Oh. <laughs> Clearly, these British people did not want four burner backyard kitchens in their tiny little non-existent <laughs> backyards. I don't know. It's very depressing sometimes over there in winter. Like you know, maybe they just needed more time. It's, that it was is an amazing story, and I'm very glad that um, it didn't go the same way in Australia because we would not have had this episode. And yeah, it just keeps on giving. <laughs> Pretty sweet, eh? I just got it from Hammerbar. We're going to Hammer Barn. Yeah, Hammer Barn! Can we talk music? So two music notes. Um, This is an original 
piece, I'm sure, throughout the episode. But there's two things that stood out for me. And one is that when Chili's walking through the garden centre, she's humming the Bluey theme song. (laughs) Which we haven't actually seen before. Uh, Well, I reckon we might have. in. I reckon she's whistling it in work when um, little froggy bingo comes up to her and tries to get her attention. She's kind of just whistling it to herself because, yeah, I made that note as well. Um, And, yeah, I am just living for that chilly humming or whistling or whatever the theme song. Like it's so just I feel like that brings me closer to chilly because it is rare that that song is not in my head. Because um, a lot of other kids' shows, and we've talked about this before, totally used the theme song riff in all of the episode. You know, no matter what the situation is, it might be a rock and roll version of the theme in, say, Ben and Holly or Peppa Pig or something like that, but um, rather than the standard version. And yeah. that's about as musically adventurous as they get. I thought that was yeah. quite, a, quite interesting. The second thing I did notice was when they have that um, amazing moment in front of the paint chips with the uh, Are These All For Free, they're playing Handel's Messiah. So people would know that as the hallelujah music, like, hallelujah. It's everything we want. Are these all for free? Yes, they're all for free. Very popular at Christmas. King's Choir do an amazing version if you want to YouTube it. But, um, yeah, I just thought that's really great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sort of the music of clouds parting in the skies and light shining down and, and yeah, it's just a and, yeah, transcendent moment absolutely which is fair yeah. I think that was an incredible paint chip wall <laughs> it was it was so beautiful and colorful um loving seeing the socials all lit up to this week of uh three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds that are all going to Bunnings and posing in front of the paint chip wall for their mums and dads <laughs> so Yeah, on that, that Will was looking very cute and uh, very transcendent in front of that paint chip wall. And actually, on um, the Bluey fan club page that we're very enthusiastic members of on Facebook, I did notice they even um, had to create a post, whereas uh, (laughs) advising the parents, like, this is where you can post your photos of the Bunnings paint chip wall with your kids. Um, (laughs) Just on this post, we're getting a bit sick of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, that's how out of it's control. It's not original it anymore, people. It's not original anymore. I'll tell you what, though, Matt, you haven't lived until you're dragging a three-year-old out of Bunnings screaming, I want my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Had his husband uh, perished in the visit or he no, just we never just... quite managed to get the husband? <laughs> the day I let a garden gnome through my front fence is the day I roll over dead. <laughs> Oh. I would take one of the terrible plastic meerkats from Aldi way before a garden home. So. Oh, that's so sad. What about a Buddha dog? I would take a Buddha dog, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'd make an exception Great. for that. Well, it's, you know, now that Bunning slash Hammer Barn has been so thoroughly promoted uh, by Bluey in this episode, I feel it's time for a crossover like line of wares. And, yeah, I think they need to start with Buddha dogs from Hide and Seek. <laughs> That sounds perfect to me. I can see the franchising deal as we are. I'm still waiting for, um, like, we've seen some great homewares in the offing from Moose. 
Um, but where is the kiwi fruit rug? I would totally buy one of those. Like, I think we need an adult homeware bluey range. I feel like um, it might actually be a lockdown hack that is coming up. Perhaps we just need to get some, get creative with some paint in the backyard and, <laughs> and uh, design it ourselves. Man, I am loving seeing more of Lucky's dad in season he, two. Uh, he's the sleeper star of season two. Is there been like there's barely an episode he hasn't been in so far, and he's in you all know. the best ones. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It's sort of like our wish has been granted in that um, Brad Elliott, who voices Lucky's dad. And uh, yeah, he's getting a starring role. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very much the uh, coming into his own, as we talked about, that stereotypical next door neighbour who's kind of the the frenemy almost. Like there's a bit of competition and they're a bit of a friendly butt of rivalry. jokes. Friendly rivalry. Um, friendly rivalry. I think that's fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's definitely sort of playing up to some of some of those stereotypes. Just the way he starts this episode. Hey, Bandit! Check it out! New pizza oven. Knowing what the reaction will be is uh, is classic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty perfect. But I love um, the end bit where they uh, swap the bits of pizza and then um, do the little like bump over the fence. That's awesome. Yeah, which you know the the obvious subtext is happy wife, happy life. But we still don't <laughs> know if Lucky's dad has a wife over there. So. Um, was she benefiting from the meat lovers equally? I, I really want to see the other side of the fence episode on this episode. Yeah, we need to we need to find out more about Lucky's dad because I tell you what, if he if he's single, there's probably going to be a whole other article on first trap characters in in Bluey. <laughs> hey mate, where are your pizza ovens? All three hundred left at the fake grass. If you hit a flamingo, you've gone too far. You said one of the great lines of this episode was the aisle three hundred, and of course that's Hamish Blake. Um, of oh, so much Australian fame. What's he even on? <laughs> he won a gold logie, which is basically the Australian equivalent of um, a, a collective the king of the best town. guy on TV. <laughs> like, you know, like, we Long went to time uni comedy with those guy. guys, didn't we? Like, I remember being at Sin FM, which is like a, a student radio station in Melbourne, and being particularly sore about the fact that they were sweeping the board, him and his friend Andy Lee, about with all the awards. <laughs> And now I look back and think, God, if we'd only been smarter, we should have been trying to pick them up at the bar and then we could be <laughs> Zoe Foster Blake, a.k.a. Checkout Dog and having oh. our amazing skincare line. Man, I didn't realise this episode was just going to be so much about our lives' mistakes, but when you put it like that, yeah, it really is. Hey, would you kids like to try my beeper gun? Yes, please. We talked about having... Uh, one uh, new segment, I guess, where we're trying to get some structure to this craziness that has got to be done. And a segment we really wanted to do is... Well, we know that now. <laughs> Which yeah, I love this. looks back at the previous week or the previous episodes and um, what everyone has been telling us that we didn't quite get 
in when we talked about it. And I get the impression that the whole of Brisbane slash Queensland slash possibly all of the world was screaming at their podcast apps last week when we incorrectly said uh, dance mode took place at South Bank. Yeah, we have no idea. We're not from Brisbane. We're, in Melbourne. <laughs> We're so, not from around you know here. You know what it's like. People, but, you know, uh, like. It was apparently very clearly Queen Street Mall. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Major apologies. We'll be uh, putting our apologies in writing to the Brisbane Tourism Board uh, imminently. I think um, I think we just need to get on uh, the the tune Bluey locations uh, tour as soon as yeah, that happens. That's it. So, you know, yeah, we just need educational opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, socially distanced, um, but you know, good. Yeah. Uh, of course, Queen Street Mall was where the um, Joff Bush's uh, busker character was playing up his pipes. Um, Pete and his wife, who are listeners, got in touch to let us know they spotted an Easter egg in that scene in his busker hat. You can see a $5 note sticking out, and have you noticed this? <gasps> no. It's still got the Tooth Fairy sticker on it. Oh, my God! So that is a very cute uh, tip of its hat to markets, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I love uh, one final thing on that um Amazing dance mode episode. Ah, uh, Busker Wars. Have you oh, I know. Yeah, seen so this exploit with Joff following this thing? And I was like, How did you do the cool pipe thing? And he said, They just got a bit of PVC and were whacking it. And then they uh, digitally altered the pitch to make that song, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But because... then. There's a guy in Adelaide who's all locked up on Facebook about the fact that Bluey ripped him off. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I saw his video because I searched pipes, thongs, busker and found <laughs> this uh, guy, pipe guy, who the pipe guy, yeah. was playing a very similar looking instrument with the thong. Um Big dready guy who on a blanket that was a similar sort of color scheme. Yeah, the setup yeah. was very similar. So it, yeah, it, it did look similar. Um, but then he was he's Adelaide based. Um, and yeah, he'd been alerted to the fact that there was this guy who looked a bit like him, except it's a dog and it's on Bluey. Um, so yeah, he's uh, put on his socials a kind of spot the difference between himself and the scene, but said he'd contacted Ludo. And Ludo said, oh, it's very much that, um, you know how all crime dramas have that kind of similarities to real persons and situations, you know, were purely coincidental. Yeah. Like, what What is that show? NCIS? Oh, I don't it's know. Like, they um, all have it. It's like a law and order thing, isn't it? Yes. Like, and actually, then it... Um, real the story... life doesn't have that much vats on the lens. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the story developed even further and Pipe Guy in Adelaide admitted there was a guy who was also from Adelaide who moved to Brisbane and had ripped off his show and was doing the same thing in Brisbane Mall. So so did they copy original Pipe Guy? Did they copy rip-off guy who's now in Brisbane? Look, I don't think we're going to take sides on this. Uh, No, I don't think we should, uh, especially given that Pipe Guy was saying on Facebook that he was exploring his legal options. (laughs) Yeah, you really don't have much of a leg to stand on here, mate. Like, you know, like, I don't think you own the intellectual property for PVC. So, you know, but, you know, good luck to him. 
Good luck to Ludo. Look, I'm it's, sure it's it an be fine. interesting development, possibly the most controversial thing that's ever happened uh, within the Bluey world. Um, interested to see where it goes. Yes. <laughs> Hey, man, um, there was another um, musical note. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's been some conjecture uh, as to whether the first dance mode, where Chili's going across the road, is uh, a small um, uh, homage, if you like, or sample, yeah, of Custard's Girls Like That, which um, is an amazing song if you don't, if you aren't familiar with uh, the voice of Bandit's uh, previous incarnation as a premier Australian rock frontman in Custard. <laughs> Get on board. Girls like that. Girls like that don't go for guys like us. I want to see the facts. And she says, David, look. It is a trip out as well. He sounds exactly the same. Probably I know. Because he is yes, the same. Like <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on when you listen to Custard now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the, it's just the three notes do, do, do when Chili's crossing the road and um, like Lucky's dad's go shake it, Chili, and um, everything. And it, yeah, I wonder if it's a nice little homage to Custard. Um, yeah, well, Chili is definitely a girl like that. Um, I don't know. I I didn't hear it the first time, and I'm still not convinced it's there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm convinced. I, I feel I'm feeling it every time I listen. So uh, I've got to watch it some more times, and I want to hear it so much. <laughs> so perhaps I can get myself there. <laughs> And um, this is not an original thought, but um, Tim pointed out to me that Billie Eilish was apparently inspired by the sound that Level Crossings made in Sydney for her song Bad Guy. It ended up being like they stretched it. They recorded the sound, you know, when you hit the thing and that stretched it and that became part of Bad Guy. And he was saying maybe they were trying to do like Chili's version with like the the level crossing beeping and then the music coming in over the top. But, uh, I feel yeah. like that's a bow too far, but anyway, that's okay. Oh. We do this all the time. so <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, we'll continue to debate that one. But, yeah, I think that's that gets us to the end of, well, we know that now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There was, there was one more thing, actually, oh, no. that really bugged me when I watched the episode again. And you know how I said last week I felt $20 was too high a price to pay for the third dance mode? Bandit not only pulls out money before the 20 but it's two five dollar notes he could have started at five he should have oh my he should gosh have started at he five. is just really terrible at bartering it really is and so, okay because yeah, so, i was like oh he's pulled out a 10 and then a 20 and no it was actually two fives he could have quite easily fobbed her off with five bucks so yeah okay uh, the economy the economy is going to um poo at the moment yeah. and this is part of the reason why <laughs> we're all going to be tightening our belts when it comes to buying off our children but we all need to do it at once otherwise they'll get wind of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i think that is everything we missed in that episode but i'm sure we'll hear that it isn't so yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh keep your keep your communications coming on that front because yeah we we want to hear what we're missing and we'll 
try to rectify the situation, even if it takes a few episodes. Sounds good. Um, which brings us to Mailbag. Mailbag. And this is a, another new segment where we're hoping that we can share some of the um, great letters and feedback we've been receiving from you all uh, through the week. Uh, and remember, you can always send us an email at blueypod at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, I love this one from Disco Creeper, who we shouted out a couple of weeks back, um, who's one of our new American listeners. He's been sort of mining the YouTubes and found a great account called Bluey Music. Um, a guy called Jeffrey has done some kind of technical magic and removed the voice tracks from episodes so it's just the score and posted most of the episodes of season one with just the score playing um, to a still on YouTube. So if you're in a granny's mood, for argument's sake, you can just hit play on that YouTube clip and have five minutes of granny's music just – creating chaos in your household so um that is definitely going to come in handy in my house is it the um like the music it's from start to finish just all the music um all the music that's played in that episode and and we've talked about you know how joff bush and his team scores them pretty comprehensively so it's almost seven minutes of music for each episode um but just the music none of the dialogue wow um, this so is yeah, what happens what when you find. lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> yes. people have time. Yeah. Um, speaking of YouTube and having time uh, while in lockdown, uh, one of our longtime listeners, Nathan, emailed um, back in January with some spectacular YouTube clips of Bluey airing in other countries. So these are promo clips for Bluey, predominantly in Europe but revoiced in the local language. So there's some amazing, yeah, we posted a clip of French, I think it was Yoga Ball, the um, bandit going up and down in the elevator with a magnifique French accent. Um, But there's, yeah, some Dutch, I think some Russian. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to keep sharing these clips because they are just uh, too adorable. And we're all going to learn a language as well while we're in lockdown, so that's probably a good place to start, right? (laughs) yeah I feel like you know we're at the height of ambition for our lockdown plans at the moment and you know time will all I don't know be alcoholics and just watching our team but at this point we're all going to have chooks and we're all going to teach them 10 languages so it's going to be great (laughs) what a lovely veggie pat so much love in the past week on the socials as well thank you everyone who's checked in who's given us their take on the first few episodes um yeah, we're back to recapping them weekly, but I feel like I've been chatting a bit about other episodes in the meantime. Have you been oh. uh, cheating on the podcast, Kate? Oh, totally. I've been uh, talking to anyone who will listen to me for more than a few minutes about how <laughs> awesome the new episodes are. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about uh, – We, I mean, we've only seen, what, maybe about 10 episodes here in Australia so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh, Stumpfest, how good Stumpfest. Oh, um, what a gift. Uh, I know, and um, Daddy Drop-Off I think is my new favourite. Um, I'm loving Daddy Drop-Off. So uh, if you love the scenes of camping uh, at the end, you will love Daddy Drop-Off for similar reasons but for bingo. So Absolutely. Hey, and shout-out to our mate Costa, who's the art director on this new season and um, – mm does listen to the podcast often 
in the gym, uh, which I can only imagine how unmotivational that is. So thanks for persisting, <laughs> Costa. But he is the one who did got – that was all the work he did on that um, Daddy Drop-Off episode, the four um, stills that kind of fast-forward uh, – to future bingo and yeah it's just gorgeous so oh. I reckon he just smashed that out of the park so great work I was work, so not prepared to cry at the end of that episode oh. and I definitely <laughs> teared up so yeah it was beautiful yeah anyway, we'll um, talk more about this in the coming weeks <laughs> we will I'm sure we'll cry more about this in the coming weeks um but yeah in the meantime check in on socials we're at bluey pod on insta at blue podcast on twitter and on facebook um you can find us just by searching gotta be done the bluey podcast can't wait to hear from you on all those fronts um and yeah like emotional times obviously kate um yeah i Hang feel in there, like everyone. in the meantime uh we'll talk to you so soon thanks so much kate and it's gotta be done gotta be done bye bye Will the pizza taste better from the pizza oven? Yep. Nope.